Hello and welcome back. I have pinned Kate down once again for our regular catch-up on what UK hospitality businesses can expect and what we've been up to over the last few weeks now since we've last spoken. Kate, can you give us a bit of an update about how things were over Christmas and what you're feeling now we're in 2022? Yes, well, it's sort of good to be back and, and being able to give a catch-up. Obviously, a pretty torrid time for hospitality businesses pre-Christmas and over the Christmas trading period. Um, and really for UK hospitality, our our work at that time very much focused on trying to keep the businesses open as much as possible and we got a, a form of a sort of late Christmas present by hearing from Boris Johnson that uh, we weren't going to get restrictions, we weren't going to manage to get through all of the Christmas and the New Year trading period and into the New Year just with Plan B. Now even so, Plan B had a devastating impact on our, our member surveys and thanks for everybody who provided us with that data. It was really critical to getting those key decisions coming in from government um, centrally and getting the support that we needed. Clearly the loss of December, uh, 60% down on a normal Christmas trading period in terms of bookings, cancellations, parties and normal walk-in trade. Uh, but we did manage to see a recovery of that post the Christmas period as people came back out. Um, so, so trade still down, trade still suppressed but nowhere near as much as that heavy impact that we saw in December and over Christmas. Um, and since January, we've seen a widening gap between Scotland and Wales. They're performing about 10 percentage points down from where England has been. So you can see the toll of hospitality restrictions, which we fed in in real time. Um, and our city centre and late night businesses, again, performing un underperforming the market, um, where we've seen a recovery back to 80 to 90 percent of 2019 levels of trading for town and city centres, uh, for, for high streets, for late night businesses, 10 to 15 percentage points down and in the city centre of London, significantly down. So our, our focus has remained on communicating all of that in real time to government, making sure that people are aware on a weekly basis of what the trading levels are, feeding into the work that needs to go forward to look at how we sustain that longer term recovery, because clearly the loss of December has delayed the recovery by a good three months, pushing it back to Easter, start of the Easter trading cycle. Um, and beyond the point at which government support starts to taper away. So pushing to get Plan B lifted, which we have done in England, um, we will continue to push over the next couple of weeks at Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland to get those last restrictions lifted so that our businesses can start to trade again from a more profitable basis. We saw some support packages being given over that Christmas period. Do you think government will provide any further support packages? For example, I know you, we've been calling for the extension of the VAT rate. Do you think we will see any traction on that? Well, I think that's the $64 million question. Obviously, the support packages that were announced by both the Westminster government and Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, although they were bigger in the devolved administrations for those businesses significantly affected and actually closed, none of that can compensate for the loss of December. And so the key point that we're now trying to build and we're building that evidence base to take to government is to spell out what the loss of December means, which is, you know, December is the equivalent of three months of normal trading. So you've pushed that recovery period back by three months. And crucially, it's the 25% of annual profits. It was our opportunity to start to rebuild those cash reserves to make the businesses more resilient. So our message back to government is you've delayed the recovery by three months. It's now only going to start at the same point as those big cost price increases and cost price inflation starts to bite. And it's also is now coinciding with some very 
tough measures that are coming in where business rates increase, where NIC increases, national living wage increases all hit in April before we've had a chance to rebuild the reserves and the shattered balance sheets. And so the one thing we're pushing on with government is to say to them, the thing that would make all of that much worse and hinder us from investing in our communities, in our people, in jobs, recruitment, training, is the increase in the VAT rate that's going to push prices up to consumers. It's going to worsen the inflation spiral that we're facing in the UK economy. And so we are continuing to push that now. It's a very tough climate to be making that case to the Treasury. You know, the public finances are not in great shape. There are lots of competing pressures that are coming through politically, not least around that NIC point and uh, energy and the cost of living crisis. But we are continuing to make that point ahead of the budget on the 28th of March. It is going to be challenging. We are going to need all of our members to be writing to their local MP making that point and signing the petition crucially on retaining a lower rate of VAT. Unless we get weight of numbers, we are going to be dismissed out of hand because there will be bigger competing interests than ours going into the Treasury. So we need everybody to do that. Send it out. All the information's on our website. Cascade those letters and that petition out through your staff, through your customers. Get as many people as possible signing it. Yeah, and you can find that on our website. Just go to ukhospitality.org.uk forward slash write to your MP. And you touched as well on the trading conditions and how businesses are. Do we have a picture yet of what has come out of that reduced trading period over Christmas? I think it's a little bit too early to tell because obviously Plan B has only just ended um, today as we're recording on the 26th um, and trading still looks a little bit uncertain as does the consumer sentiment. But it is clear that we are going to see that reduction in cash reserves. But the latest survey data we had from our membership survey suggested that one in three businesses in the tourism and hospitality space had less than a month's reserves of cash. 75% less than three months. And so that is the big picture that we're seeing at the moment is a fragile industry that's left and a sector that could either go one of two ways, could either go back into rude health and recovery with the right conditions and the right climate of support, or it could go into decline and we will sadly lose more businesses as we come to the end of the, the insolvency protections, the rent moratorium protections that people are trading underneath. So really a critical couple of months with some big decisions for the Chancellor to make to support the sector going forward. We have just got the results of our membership survey in. And again, we're only as good as the data we get from our members. So please, if we come out to you, please respond to those surveys. The latest one is the benchmarking data, critical for influencing rates and rent revaluation decisions. And that will also feed through to our lobbying work with government about what does the shape of the recovery look like? What does the health of the industry look like? You know, one of the things we're quite keen to do is, is a mid-quartile analysis for the government to look at. Yes, you've got an, an overperforming sector at the top. And yes, you've got a very underperforming weak segment at the bottom. That middle uh, quartile of businesses, as I say, could go one of two ways, depending on the decisions the government could take. We could be freed up to invest and deliver the government's plan for jobs and levelling up agenda. Or we're facing a couple of years of stagnation and decline. And you did mention that benchmarking report. Our survey is live, so if anybody wants to help and respond to that, just head to the website, also ukhospitality.org.uk forward slash benchmarking. And that is a quite comprehensive survey, so we do ask for your time on that. Thank you in advance for anyone responding to that. Kate, now 
we've covered quite a few things there, but going forward, what's kind of the next phase or plans of activity? Well, I think going forward, we've, we've got a clear roadmap for recovery set out by the government in the hospitality recovery plan and the tourism recovery plan. The latter is a cabinet level document, which um, the Secretary of State for Culture, Media and Sport chairs the cabinet committee on delivering that and it commits the government to recovering domestic tourism revenue and, and values and footfall uh, and international a year ahead of target. So instead of it being end of 2023, 2024, they're bringing those targets forward. So it will require concerted action by government. And what we saw this week in, in the first instance was the launch of a 10 million pound campaign for, for international tourists and a sort of strong message of Britain being open. But those two documents, and I'd urge members to sort of go away and have a look at those, those set out some clear recommendations that the government is looking at, some clear priority areas for action, where we as the industry can go and co-create some solutions to take forward, to address, to look at where the shoe pinches, to look at what's getting in the way of recovery and more rapid recovery, and to look at the measures we would like government to take to free us up to, to do what we do best and get back to that positive level of growth. So that's what we will be looking at. We have our next hospitality sector council meeting at the end of January. There, I've been chairing a recovery group, which has pulled together at pace uh, a very detailed evidence based to the Treasury and to other government departments, looking at the shape of that recovery, looking at what Omicron has done, looking what the impact of labour shortages and supply chain disruption has been on our recovery and the pace of recovery and the access to the labour we need. It's quite a busy agenda. Yes, I was just going to say, there's quite a lot of very big and important pieces of work there. So I'm sure members will be looking forward to hearing more as that all develops and goes forward. Thank you, Kate, for your time. And I look forward to catching up with you again next week, where we can hear a bit more about the work you're doing to support all the hospitality businesses and our members. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in again. If you do want to get in touch or you have any inquiries or questions, concerns, do email us at membership at ukhospitality.org.uk. Thank you.